just feel free again to be totally authentic, unapologetic of who you are. Just be your loving and warm self. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be juicy. <laughs> I had juicy content. <laughs> All right, guys. So welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love podcast. Um, I have my man here, uh, Alan Little, all the way from Chicago, right? You're in Chicago, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm born in Chicago, but right now I'm actually in Kansas City living there. Oh, okay. Oh, awesome, awesome. Um, this is our second podcast together, so welcome back. Yeah, first, and, uh, first of the year. First of the year. Happy New Year again to you, too, and to all those out there listening to this podcast. And we have an interesting topic. Like, so I just want to just like, you just introduced this thing because like, why did you pick me and to, to bring this topic? I was just like, oh, and then when you, I'm just gonna let you just drop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what made you pick this? Why I was this so hungry on you to like talk about? Yeah, so so first off, I'm Alan Little with A Little Motivation. Um, I'm here with A Little Motivation because a lot of motivation lives within you. So one of the things I really believe in and I really observed is that the conversations we have with each other is very, very important. But the most important conversation we have is one we have with ourselves. Because the conversation we have with our, or the conversations that we have with ourselves acts as a filter of connecting with other human beings. Okay, so what I, what, I, what really came to me was, was just there was, a, there was an imbalance of, of healthy masculinity, femininity, and, and, and just between males and females of, of all life. And I just kind of just observed this. And um, I've been doing some reading and everything. And I'm like, man, like I am meeting like different guys that are like in this macho tough guy mode. And that's okay, that's appropriate for that. But all the time, I don't know. <laughs> we gotta be vulnerable sometimes. And then I'll meet, I'll meet different women who are either in this like people pleasing, love everybody, give, give, give mm -hmm. mode without yeah. to themselves. And it's, it's, it's affecting them on a matter. They're not happy, they're like, I keep giving, but no one's reciprocating, no one's giving back. And I'm what what what's what where do these problems stem from? I just had a lot of questions, and I figured that this was masculine, feminine. This is, uh, but in, in intimate relationships, this is where the most feminine is, is shown. And I'm like, you're the guy that's <laughs> the relationship, the the juicy, the love, the all of the stuff. And I'm I reached out to you. I'm like, hey man, like let's let's talk about this. Let's let's have this conversation that needs yeah. to be. I'm, yeah, I'm really glad um, you brought this up because, uh, you know, I am um, a few years ago when I before I um, got my certification as a coach, this sort of topic came up and I, I don't remember how it came up, but I was I was going to do this project. My friend of mine, she was like, hey, let's do this project. Let's do like a mini series. You interview different men and you yeah. talk about relationships. And I was like, oh, okay. She's gonna produce it at her house. You know, we had, she had a whole crew. And 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 what was coming up, what was first of all, it was, it was gay men. And so we're gonna have gay couples come in, talk about what it is to be a successful couple. And mm -hmm. every single couple that I reached out to, either one would do it or the other one do it. And then everybody I reached out to like denied, like just like said no, because the other person was not comfortable with themselves. And I'm just like, wow, like this 
this whole idea of like filming brought up, brought something up. And then somehow masculine and feminine energy came up. And so I was, so I, and then I went back to those same couples and I asked, I said, do you think that we both men have both masculine and feminine energy? And the majority of the men said, no, I'm not, I'm not a feminine. I'm just like, I'm not asking you, are you a feminine? I'm asking you, is there, do we both have masculine and feminine energy? And most of them said no. So then somehow I I remember I remember something Tony Robinson I couldn't remember so I like I went on YouTube and he like there it is like he's talking about there is this energy within all of us have it whether you know it or deny it or not that there is a clear masculine and feminine energy within all of us and it is important to understand that masculine and feminine energy when it comes to relationship because then you know how to work back and forth it doesn't matter gay or straight whatever your preference is, we all have this energy and it's important to know when one person is in that energy and you need to and you need to back off because two masculine energies causes problems or two feminine energies causes problems. You have to learn how to know when one is active than the other. And you know, when you brought this up as well, Tony Robbins has a test that you can do on his website. And yeah. I was just like, wow, you know, you can find out your particular energy and so you can know how to navigate within relationships. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is so true, that is so true. Like I love how you said about how when there's two dominant masculine energies together, it, things just fall apart. Right. When it, if there's, there's this constant fight for power. There's yes. constant like ego battle, right. like there's com competition. Yeah. There's there's distrust. There's he's gonna try me. Um, and I've seen <laughs> like yeah, I've seen relationships like that. And then when there's two feminines together, there's this like nobody wants to speak up. Right. <laughs> like everyone kind of just like quiet. There's not really any decision that's ever made. There's there's kind of just well you go first. No you go first. No you go first. You go first. No I like right. the, no I like to be supported. Well I want to be supported. Like it's just this. Yeah. And I, when you ask that question, do we have both? I'm a firm believer, like now that we do have both. Um, like I was mentioning earlier, I, I have a life coaching practice, and in, in my life coaching practice, I find myself talking to guys. And in the initial part, of course, there's the guy. We're talking business and all of that work hard mm -hmm. and it, it gets more and more feminine. It gets more and more about like, what, what does it look like to have emotions? Like, how are you feeling about things? And this is what surprises me. I meet a lot of guys and, and the guys I talk to and, and I coach, they, they open up sooner or later, but <laughs> I meet women who are more masculine and more closed off than the guys. Wow. And there's like this wall up and that wall would not let anyone in. Yeah, wow. And there was actually, there was actually a lady I was coaching yesterday and in her entire mind, she was like, yeah, like I have to achieve this, achieve this, achieve this, and then I'll be happy. She used the phrase, I have to get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and that's set up a failure right there, buddy. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a never ending journey. She never is going to, she's never going to be happy. Keep chasing that keep chasing that carrot you know exactly, exactly. and and we 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 we, we deep it i'm like so 
why are you chasing a light at the end of the tunnel? What does it look like just to create that light right now? Right, yes. Can you create a lantern right now to where it's, it's no longer the light at the end of the tunnel, you're just walking through a well-lit room? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was just like, but but I have to achieve, I, 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 I have to win. And mind you that she was also saying before that she's extremely unhappy. She's had thoughts of just like ending it all, just running away. Wow. She's dealing with anxiety. And the question that I asked her, I was like, what would it look like in your life to prioritize happiness over achievement? People, people, it's, I know, it's, you know, this is the year apparently of, uh, of, of awareness when that, you know, especially with women, you know, um, there was, uh, I can't remember who I, I learned this from. Um, oh, it was, it was Oprah. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, she started on a sort of self journey, um, talk and she, it was, she, it was, um, actually it was in her podcast. If you ever, if you haven't heard this podcast, it's called the making of Oprah. Mm-hmm. It, it comes up in this podcast where she told a woman like, why don't you put your, your happiness first instead of in this man? And the audience went nuts. Yep. What do you mean? You, yep. you, you got to put this man first. You got to do this. You, yep. you can't put your knees. Before. It's like, she was like, no, no, I'm not saying that. She was like, because if you aren't happy with who you are and what you're capable of doing, how can you give to someone else when you are a mess? You are unhappy. Yeah. You are trauma. You're in this sort of trauma state. Like you can't fully give yourself your love when you're soaking. You're depleted. Like, you know, I think I think maybe you said it. Like, oh no, I was listening to a podcast yesterday where he was like saying that where two people come together and they both like pouring themselves into empty buckets, like the bucket has a hole in it. So they're like giving and giving and giving and giving, and they're both giving to buckets that has a hole in it, and then nobody's sold up because they can't even they don't even know how to fill up their own love bucket. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> And, and that's and that's the paradox of when the masculine and feminine is together. If there's yeah. two masculines together, whose love bucket is getting filled? Right. The masculine's love bucket is filled by the feminine. The feminine's love bucket is filled by the masculine energy. So if you have two people in a relationship together and they're both masculine and both feminine, there's this um, that they, they'll say something along the lines of "You've changed," or "I'm not happy," or "Something's missing." Mm. <laughs> and there's other things, but it's just there's love bucket. It's like feminine energy. Love bucket is usually filled by attention, by I mean, undivided attention, care. Like I was just talking to someone about this, about how when it comes to the feminine energy, if you go there, go out and buy them a house. Okay, you can go say, "I bought you a whole house and all of this stuff." Yeah, that's one point for one day. Like, or if you go and buy them a box of chocolates, or if you take them out to dinner, that's still a yeah. point You can't do one grand thing and say, remember, remember I bought you a house two years ago? You should still be good off of that. Yeah, well then that's the ego right there. <laughs> With the feminine energy, it takes a consistency. Yeah. Attention, consistency, and, and that's what it takes. And then when it comes to the masculine energy, I mean, just words of affirmation. Um, you're, you're doing a good job. I, appreciation is mm-hmm. a huge thing for the masculine energy. Like people that are very masculine tends to do things that are a little bit more um, achievement-based, a little bit more get things done, a little bit more just just do it. And without appreciation, it's like, why am I even doing this? They don't even appreciate yeah. Right. I, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day on this topic, and the guy was just um, doctor. He was saying, 
well, you know, we all are, we all have yin and yang inside of us. He said, if you, you, if you, if you look at a picture of the yin and yang, you know, one side represents masculinity and one side represents femininity. And you see within each part, the masculine energy, the, let's say the dark, the black side, there's yeah. a small part of that still has white that fills yeah. in that masculine part. And on the other side, the same thing. The white part still has that small dot, which is the masculine energy that fills within. They both all have some uh, part of each other inside each other, and they both need each other to complement each other. And I'm going to read you what um, <laughs> Tony Robbins says. He says, you know, feminine energy is always feeling and always seeing everything, while the masculine energy is focused on one singular task or issue at hand. The feminine is the feminine is consistent with multitasking, processing everything at once. The right and left parts of the brain are active at all times, and there is an extreme power in this. And then he right. says the masculine energy focuses on one task at a time. Um, and what, when the masculine energy sees sees and, and conquers a problem, the sole goal is to find a solution. Masculine energy is analytical, impatient, assertive, logical, while the feminine energy is uh, as in, in being the masculine energy. I mean, I, I mean, I just love this whole stuff. Like, and yeah. it's about you know the masculine energy is about moving in purpose, taking on action. Like, it wants to hunt, and it's the hunting and gathering. You know, the thing, and, and, and I was really, when I, when I was reading this, I was like, wow, like this is also like in nature, like, you know, cause a lot of like men love to like, you know, reference nature and stuff like that. And I was like, well, let, let me just like look for myself. So, okay, if I look at the lion, like both lions, it's, they both have it. Like you can, there's, you've seen so many pictures of a male lion, like sometimes sitting there with the kids, like, you know, taking care of the cubs while the, fe the female is out hunting and gathering, or, or vice versa. So you see this balance of masculine and feminine, and feminine and masculine energy in nature. So, I mean, it's no brainer that we all we do have it ourselves. Yes, yes, that is so true. That is so. You see it. You say you're saying that you see it in nature. Sure. Yeah. And of course, we as human beings are a part of nature. Nature, right? <laughs> and, and 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 what I what I really like to resolve is the issues um, of between couples that are dealing with the masculine and feminine, and they're really unbalanced. First things first, okay? So for the men that's watching this, <laughs> it, just just to put this up, well, actually, put this up. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the men. I'm gonna say the masculine energy because right. there's, there's, there's exactly. Some, there's some women that inherit more masculine energy than I do. Right. And I'm a masculine man. So for the masculine energy that, that are out there, tend to be men, but could be women as well, is the feminine energy is attracted to when you show your feminine, your vulnerable side. Right. So many, so many masculine energies believe that if they achieve, I, I must, I once met a guy who said, I don't have my dream wife yet because I don't have the perfect career yet. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, my income level, trap. my income level have to be here for me to meet that perfect woman. Yeah. It's not our income level. It's our compassion level. It's our yeah. vulnerability level. It's, it's our, one of the best compliments I received was my, my entire life. Like, especially before the summer, I was, I'm a very, I'm a very alpha male. Like when there's any position, I, I, I expect to be the leader. That's just how I was bred to be. 
And I've always been this my entire life. I was at this little transformational seminar. And in this seminar, I was getting in touch with my feminine side. I was doing processes. I was doing things with my mom, like all things to get in touch with my feminine side. And this 70 year old lady came to me and she said, Alan, all of the men here are trying to get to this super more confident, get more strong and dominance. But she's like, honestly, Alan, like, I really admire you a lot because I can see that you've already played that game. You already beat that game. And you're bringing out the kind, sweet side. Yeah. And she said, that's what wows me the most is that kind, that sweet, that tender side. And so the masculine energy believes that by conquering the world, that they'll attract the perfect mate, but it's not even conquering the world. It's yeah. conquering our heart in a space that we can share it openly. Yeah. And that's what attracts that perfect mate. Right. And you know, um, <clears throat> you know, I was watching um the impact theory with um Tom Willow. Um he, he has a whole um a little mini series on, you know, uh, masculine and feminine energy. He brings his wife on and he was like, you know, He's like, you know, I definitely have more feminine energy than masculine energy. And she was like, well, and I, she was like, well, she has more uh, masculine energy than um, he does. Cause she's like, he said, well, she's like, go get her. She's always in the gym. And she's yeah. like, let's go, let's drive, let's drive, let's drive. And he's like, no, I'm just like gonna sit here and talk to this and it works out for the both of us. But it's, you know, he, it took him. It took. It takes. I think men a while to really get that. And when you get it, it's like gold. And I just finished reading um, the Pussy Book, <laughs> and you know she talks about you know women balancing this energy with insight and also like tapping into that because that's what men want or tapping into that feminine energy and using that to to get what they want. And also talks about men. And I had a, um, I was, you know, I had a podcast with a coach and she was like, you know, her, her boy, her now fiance, he was doing all these workshops with Mama Gina, who's the creator of the Pussy Book. And he was really tapping it into his feminine, feminine energy. And she said, she said, honestly, Jimmy, when I met him, like he was the most sensitive guy that I ever met. That's what made me fall in love with him. But on the flip side, like he, when I like, he he he's a go getter. Like he turns that on that like male thing. You know it, it 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 drives me crazy. But also because he understands the feminine side so much that he he'll I'll see him a text that I'm on my way home. When I come home, he already has a bath for me. He has this things for me. He sits there. He's like you know giving me a massage like he knows he taps into the soft side and he knows when to turn it on and turn it off and when exactly. i yeah. and, and she's like because i'm very masculine and because she's a very go-getter she said but i know when he when i when i see him and he's in that feminine space it actually calms me down and that way we can just be together without like this combative attention sinking thing like he understands me yeah. And I was like, wow, like, like really understanding this, um, this energy when one is on and one is not, or vice versa, then you, you really do have power. You yeah. really do have something to create in your relationship. And, and this is, for me, I think it's like really gold that men can really learn to tap into that. It's not saying you're like being gay or being fit, like, like, you know, 
uh, like feminine qualities, you know, it's just an energy of giving and receiving type of energy that if you tap into even in a workplace that you can really, you know, grow and expand. I love that you brought up the workplace. Something <laughs> that came to me when you said that up, okay? It came to me. I'm, I'm going to kind of just put this out there. Be observant of the feminine energies, the feminine yeah. person that had to develop the masculine to survive. Yeah, say, say that again. Be observant of the feminine energy that had to develop or create the masculine within them to survive. Mm. I've met people, this can be women or men, who are very feminine, but they had to develop this mask of strength and cut off and, and dominance to survive and relationships to survive in the workplace. We live in a society where the workplace tends to reward masculine characteristics more yeah. than feminine characteristics. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend of mine who's, um, she's a partner in the firm and she was like, she's like, I'm the only woman and in this group of men, she said, Jimmy, I have to like, I have to like, I have to know sports. I have to know this. I have to know that. Like, I have to like hang out with the boys. I have to do all these things. She's like, you know, I I, I do it because of my job, and this is what requires me. And, and my clients, older men, they want to go, you know, to the concerts. They want to go to the basketball games. They want to go to the football game. And I have and I have to know these things in order to have the conversation. Otherwise, they won't take me seriously. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like she and I mean, she made partner and. But the thing, like, learning how to separate that from when you, when you go home, because sometimes you have to turn that off. Yeah, you can't be that all the. You can't be that all the time, because yeah. and, and that's maybe you're gonna get into this, like learning how to in the workplace when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Like yeah. work is work and home life is home life. These are my kids. This is my wife. This is my husband. Yeah. Like it's time just for us to just be with each other. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And when it comes to those feminine energy, those 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 women that have the masculine, like boss-like mentality at work, I've, I've learned that they actually want a man that brings out the feminine in them. They want, they, they tend to want a man that is enough of an alpha male that they can go and they can be a woman. Yeah. Be a woman. They can inherit those traits. They can embody those traits. Now, this isn't every this isn't everyone, but the mass majority of women who are in this masculine strength, boss-like status, they enjoy it, but yeah. they want a man that's gonna bring out the wife in them. Yeah. And I and I was just like I wrote some things down and how, you know, um, they were showing these different characteristics, like you know, masculinity is like the arrow connect, arrow consciousness, like moving forward, center of focus, doing action, moving forward, and um, uh, pro producing results and goal oriented. With the feminine energy, you're basically creating space, yes. like you're welcoming, you're loving, you're letting go, you're like spreading yourself. Uh, I said the spreading consciousness, like spreading or surrendering or letting go, um, or receptivity, a, a place of being. 
Um, yes. So you can just be like, yes, that feminine energy allows the other person to step in to just be without yes. any other thing. Um, you just be, so you can just be in an experience yes. and, and, and feel love. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that masculine energy all the time, it's like, it, for me, it's exhausting. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I can be that all the, be that as well. But when, when, when you have two masculine energies, always, always, it's like, dude, <laughs> give me a break. But I'm yeah. curious too, like, what work did you have to do in order to tap into that? Like, how did you start to like, really recognize like what was the moment for you when you recognize oh there's there's some kind of like balance here that's yeah. happening well you mean for me personally yeah for me per personally i would say that until about last year i was like 95 98 such in a masculine confident state that I, uh, any, bringing up emotions for me was like, they don't know I'm cool. I got that in check. I don't need to face any of that. <laughs> I was like, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, let me I, I wasn't really like a narcissist or anything. I was caring and everything. But in terms of me getting emotionally hurt, I would not talk about it. I don't mm -hmm. talk about it. If something affects me emotionally, I just say, okay, here's my thing. I will cut off. If you affect me emotionally, yeah. my cut off, yeah, my cut off would be so quick and so. That was, that was me too. Yep. <laughs> I will text you. God, like, God. You'll text me like, "What's up?" And I'll text back like, "Hey, um, whose number is this? Who is this?" Ooh. Like, and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you that call? You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my cut off game was was really strong, but but I, I've realized that every time I cut off somebody, I kind of cut off a part of myself. Yeah. Because I did care about that person. I did have feelings. I did really care. And what catalyzed, what really, really catalyzed all of this in terms of me facing my emotional self was over this past summer, I went to this, this week-long retreat in Gainesville, Florida. And it was called Savitol, the Savitol Institute of Transformation and Higher Learnings. And we spent about it was about seven days in these log cabins and all we focused on was self-realization and human transformation for 13 to 15 hours a day. No cell phones, no MacBooks, no, no technology. Wow. It was just, I was wearing like sheet clothes, like very loose clothes, <laughs> barefoot every day, eating nothing but vegan food, pure from the earth. So I really, really was in this like week long retreat that really made me face those deep emotional things. And what I've realized was that my entire masculine strength mask was nothing but a protector of the pain that lived inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had pain that lived inside of me from my childhood. During my childhood, I loved my mom absolutely to death. We, but my mom was single mom, Four kids, one God. <laughs> Four kids, two jobs, one God. And she had this survivor instinct. And her having a survivor instinct, I didn't really get to witness as much as I wanted to of the loving, caring mother that'll rock me, lullaby me to sleep, that'll yeah. kiss me on the head. I always craved that. I lived with my dad for 10 years 
And then when I went to live with my mother, my dad's like, yeah, son, your mother's gonna be so loving and caring. You're gonna have that. And I got there. She wasn't. Mm. Like we lived out of women's homeless shelters for three wow. to six months out of my out of my childhood. We slept at bus stops, we slept in motels. My mom, we had a babysitter, we slept at the state of her house. Like she had to have on that survivor instinct. Wow. She was a very strong woman. But at the same time though, me seeing the strength of a, of a confident woman, that loving, caring side, I, I was still looking for that. I was still like, okay, who's gonna be that? And for a good portion of my childhood, I didn't, I, I didn't really get it that as much as I wanted to. So I kind of created this, okay, that unconditional love does not exist. This is a survivor's world. Thus my survival instinct was born. Wow. Thus the 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 guarded, the strong, the the cut off, the that hour was born. And I lived in that for so long. And people would say, Alan, we want to see more of your emotions. I don't I didn't know what it was like to show emotions. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Like, my mother was a survivor, and my dad is a, a Mac OG daddy. He's a Mac daddy. Daddy. Yeah, my my dad is one of the most confident, most strong, most loving. Most he's a phenomenal man, and but at the same time, he is definitely an alpha male. And I've seen an alpha male growing up, and then I've seen a mother who was a survivor. So that feminist side wasn't showing me. So. When I went into the seminar, there was this exercise where it was like, say everything that you want to say to your mother as if she's here in a room. And I started saying things like, hey, mom, love you, care for you. And then I started saying, well, I really wish I would have gotten uh, uh, an occasional, I love you, son. Like, mm. I said, here, I love you, son. Wow. Everyone some stuff up for me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really, I really wish that I could have laid in your lap when I was small enough and you mm. just a lullaby till I fell asleep. I really wish I could have been, you could have caressed my hair as I was falling asleep. I really wish I could have got that loving, caring mother. And as I started to go down that world of wanting that, I, I started feeling the pain of not having that a lot. And then immediately once I felt the pain, I felt this anger that came up. And I started saying, mom, what is this? And I started going at it. I started going just, just infuriated with pain. All of this pain in me, like you never thought about me. You never cared about my feelings and everything you always do. I started just snapping. And and then doing that, I was in this anger. And then there's this girl, um, this girl named Brielle. She, she came and whispered in my ear. She's like, Alan, you're in a lot of anger right now, but your anger is just, it's just covering up the pain. It's okay to let the pain out. And that was, that was my first thought. It's like, you know, if any man like listening to this, they're like, well, I don't want to do all that. But it's like, but it's so necessary because it's like, you have been holding on to that for so long. And you don't realize, you know, oh God, like when you help, when you hold and suppress that stuff, for so yeah. long, it does have an effect on you. And you don't even know that yeah. it has an effect on you. And that's that's the silent killer of men. Yes. Holding on and suppressing and degressing what's natural for you. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you just brought up so many things for me, just especially like bringing up topic, like men's mental health, like just one of the things that like really talking about things like such as like depression, Yes. And 
and this is this this masculine energy is the one the thing that's really want to say no i'm not going to show this no i'm going to hide this i got to be strong i got to be powerful i am the hunter together i can't um show that i'm weak you know i was uh, i know we have um this we did both did this the same transformational uh course and you know um i want to be like um i do i lead sometimes some seminars sometimes and this one guy, he wanted to do the course, and he's an older, older black man. And, you know, he was just lingering around, lingering around, lingering around. Like, he said, I want to do this, I want to do this. He said, but I can't. I said, well, what, like, well, do you have the money or not? He said, I do have the money, I have the cash right here. I can drop the money right now and pay for it. He said, but if I give you the money, then I cannot send money home. I said, mm-hmm. what do you mean? He's like, you know, I have, I have kids here in the United States, and I have, family back in, in, in Africa and if and they need this money. And the thing is, like most people don't know that I'm broke. Like his pride has like, he was so like in his masculine way that he would not, even when his friend offered to pay, he was like, no. Wow. Like he was so just in this masculine, like I'm the man, I gotta prove everything, I gotta show who I'm strong, I gotta do this, nobody helps me, this is what I have to show, I can't show my kids that I'm weak, I can't show them, I, they have to see that, they have to see that I'm strong. I said, but right now you're, doesn't it doesn't make you less of a man, it's just right now you need help. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like right now, and the help that you need, your friend is offering to you right now, and you won't even take it. And mm-hmm. as all his masculine ego just like would not let him take this course. Another reason why I'm like, you know, going back to his mental health things, even I remember like you brought, you said something about your mom and, um, and I remember I had reviewed the course and this moment came up and I was like, oh my God, like, I was supposed to get this scholarship when I was in high school. And they were like, you know, uh, be by, uh, they were gonna call and we had to call this number to like, to like, you know, get all the, uh, uh, um, the application filled out and stuff like that. And my mom used to work nights. And so when they called, I was in school and she, she took down the wrong number. I, 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 I totally forgot about that moment. But that moment was a very defiant moment because it was the moment when I started to resent my mother. And I, like all the fights, all the arguments, all the like her not being that feminine person for me and not like having me lay in her lap, hold me tight like that. And I was just like, it was all stuff inside of me. And I called my mom and I told her about that moment. She was like, I don't even remember that moment. I said, it really doesn't matter. I'm just sharing it with you. And I was just like, I just really forgive you for that moment. She's like, okay. And in that moment, all this like repressed emotions came up. I was like, oh my God, like I had no idea. Like me, and it was also that moment that kept me from like speaking up when I was dealing with things, when I was dealing with some depression, when I was dealing with things that bothered me because my mom never ever shared anything. Like she she had to be strong. She had to show her game face. She had to be the hunter gatherer. Like she didn't 
articulate things when she's a single mother. So she, I don't think, you know, she's not gonna confide in me. You know what I mean? And that moment when you were saying too about like, mom, you never loved, you never said I love you. I had that same moment with my mother when I went away to um, this uh, acting school. And, and I remember being on the phone with her and she said, I love you for the first time. And I said, well, I'll say it back when I believe you. And and I, and I, because I was, it was for me, I was going to this, you know, um, acting school, learning how to be authentic, learning how to like tap into something real. And that was real for me. I was just like, I, I would not say I love you until you, until I actually believe you. Because the only reason why you're saying that is because I'm away and I might want to live here and I might not come back. That's the only reason why you're saying that. And my mother was shocked. And, and it took her, it took me six months to finally tell her that, and to believe her that I, she actually does love me. It took me a long time. It took us a long time. Yeah, it took you a long time to get to that place where you actually believed and you was actually right. received that love from her. Yeah, because I was not, I was not, no. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's a couple, there's, there's a couple <laughs> things I want to, you, you, when you talk, you just ignite things in there. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm going to say one thing that kind of resonated with what you're saying. And I'm going to say the second thing out of anger. Okay, I'm going I'm to I'm let a little anger out. Okay. So the first one is, yeah, I, I, I definitely reflected and I realized I'm like, you know what? There was, my mom did love me. Like there was ways that she showed me love that I had such an expectation of what it should look like mm-hmm. that I didn't see that. Yeah. Like I always, I love nice houses, nice neighborhoods. As a kid, I would visualize living in, we, we called it, not to be racist, we called it the white folks neighborhood. Like, <laughs> That's what we called it. Because we we lived in an area that was majority black and I would have lived with the white folks. And I was with my mom. And she, as a kid, she knew what I meant by that. And so she did all she could and she moved to the closest she could to the white folks neighborhood. It was like two blocks away. And our house was okay. But on the other side of the train tracks, I would walk in the mornings and be like, wow, I live with the with the, with the Hamptons and the nice houses. And, and and I didn't realize this. She was like, Alan, you know, we moved on Kirby. It was, the street was Kirby. She said, we moved there only because of you. I have four kids, but I, wow. knew, I knew you wanted to live with the white folks. So I moved to that neighborhood because of you. And it was hard to get that house. Like section eight. Wow. Section eight is not accepted everywhere. And that was one of the places I could finally find. And I did all of that for you. And it really wow. hit it really hit me. I'm like, wow, she, I guess she did love me. I just. You guess. <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, that was that. So that, that's the first aspect is that sometimes love can be given, but our ability to receive it and perceive it is a whole different thing. Yeah. The second thing is, I'm going to act as a little bit of anger. Okay. There is way too many single mothers in our society. Yeah. There is way too many single mothers in our society. A single mom household, it's possible, but it is not natural. It is not natural for a a healthy human being to be raised. It really, really helps when there's a complete household or a village to help raise that child. I am so sick of meeting single mothers who are working day in and day out to raise their children, day in, day out to support themselves, 
day in and day out to find a good man, <laughs> day in, day out to feel heard and understood. And it, I was just actually just speaking to a friend last night. I'm not going to say her name, but let's just call it a star angel. I was speaking to a, a star angel just the other night, and she was telling me about how she's reaching the end of her rope when it comes to not only raising her head, kid, but also dealing with the kid's father, who is a little abusive, who is a little controlling and dominating and everything. And it, it made me really emotional because she's the most delicate, most loving, most beautiful woman. She's a phenomenal girl. And yet she's dealing with this, with this, with this, with this, with this, with, with, a, with a mate who doesn't really want much to do with his son, doesn't really want to get to know him, kind of just, just there. And and it's nothing. I'm not saying like everyone go against them. I'm not, not condemning them or anything. But what I'm saying is that the part of me that doesn't feel like it's natural. Like I'm, I don't have any kids. But if I had a, a child, my priorities would change. <laughs> Right, it's it's, a, it's you know it's, it's called responsibility. Like you, yeah. you have a child, like you can't you can't you don't get no pass. Well, I don't feel like no you, you you gotta raise a child. Like whether you yeah. know it or like it or not, like it is your child. Whether you're together as a couple or not, like get to a place where you can be together um, as parents. That you can co-create and 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 raise this child. And it's so interesting you bring this up too because my cousin. Is it's feel the same way. I mean, she literally stopped dating men. She raised all five of her kids by herself. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, now all of them out of the house. She's, you know, um, by herself now. Um, and she's like, you know, she calls me by my nickname. And she's like, I, I don't know what's up with these men here in Florida. She was like, they just don't want to do the work. And she's like, you know, and as I was talking to her, I was like, oh, like a lot of men that you're dealing with don't want to do the work of themselves to heal themselves. They have this like macho attitude around what she, from her word, she's like, there's a lot of men still with this old school mentality and they think that I'm going to sit here, I work two jobs and you want me to come home and cook and clean for you, boo. And you just sitting up here playing video games. She's like, no. And and I met another woman the same way. She was like, you know, She, she was, she has two kids, you know, she's working, um, you know, uh, all day and you want to come over her house, play, like she bought a, 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 a Xbox so he could come over, but then he comes over and play games and now you want me to cook. I'm like, but you didn't work all day. You're not, you don't have two kids. Like, can you come over and cook for me? Like, or yeah. like, it's just like this old school mentality that are really hurting men and you don't understand it's so going back to again this whole masculine and feminine energy like when you tap into that you know you're being open you're being welcoming you're like oh like you're being sensitive to what when she walks home or when she comes home or he comes home like oh they may need something what what is going to make that person happy right now like what do they need maybe they need silence maybe they need a bath maybe they need food to be cooked like your 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 receptivity and your openness to that person's need is much uh your is is amplified when you are tapped into that other side of you which yeah. all of us have but some of our ego and our, our masculine ego would not let men really just be that opening for their partner. 
Yeah. That's they're it. just holding on to it. Yeah. As yeah. if they're going to be weak. It's like, no, we're not saying you're weak. It's like, it's com- it's you tapping into being a whole and complete person, like tapping into this other power, really, that we all have to just give you power and access to like, just some juicy love, yeah. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? It's a real, real power that yeah. we all have. And, and I want to see, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start getting into the controversial realm a little bit. Mm-hmm. And because I don't want to just be like this, yeah, um, men are just treating women bad. It's just the men's fault. Because I'm a man too, okay? <laughs> 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 so just looking through my experience and through coaching and everything I've done, I've realized that it's not a matter of men, but we have a lot of unhealed boys. Yeah. Unhealed boys from their childhood. And a lot of these unhealed boys are from single mother households. And and now looking, it's kind of like this web. It's like the single mother who's a survivor, who's a fighter, who has to be strong, is not as able to give that unconditional love to the boy. So the boy grows up without that unconditional love. He becomes this masculine, feminine, I mean, not feminine, but this masculine, like feminine dominating type of man. And he has unhealed things from his mother. And then he finds a girl, they have a kid. And then next you know, the kid is now suffering from that household. Right. It's like this. It's like this web where the women are affecting the men, and the men are affecting the women. The mothers are affecting the sons. The sons are expect are affecting the daughters. The daughters become mothers. They affect the son. It's like this web that's going on. And I wanna I wanna look at like what does it look like for us to really start supporting single family households? What does it look like to start supporting like not even for the sake of just doing good for the mother? But thinking of the child's future in mind. Yeah. When a child grows up and he, he, if he's starving for, for, for either to see the masculine side or see the feminine side, there's an imbalance. He's going to manifest that imbalance, what he was starving for in his relationships, in his or her relationships. This is why men tend to attract women that are like their mother. This is why women tend to attract men that are like their father. Yeah. Because if there's something that's incomplete on a human soul, incomplete, the soul will manifest experiences to try to get that complete. Yeah. So it's like we move out of our childhood home, but our childhood home does not move out of us. Right. <clears throat> As Gabriella Bernstein would say, um, she's the author of um, The Universe Has Your Back, is that universe is going to keep bringing that lesson back over and over and over again until you yeah. learn and heal from that moment. It just is just telling you there's something here that you need to learn from. There's something here you need to heal from, and you need to you need to look at this. Like your unwillingness to look at the hurt and the pain is what's causing you to keep having the same man fall into your life, the same woman back into your life over and over and over again and you need and as a lesson to be learned and I'm glad I've learned that so long ago like I I'm just like really grateful that I you know I had the opportunity to like really look at those things because it's like and it's so freeing when you just learn from those lessons and just heal 
and you just your capacity to love just just uh just expands and like as you were talking i'm not sure if you saw the new um kevin hart doc mini documentary about him i'm in no, he's a really good example of masculine and feminine energy, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to be hard to believe, but because I used to like, oh god, he's so cocky and masculine, and oh, I was like, oh, it's just so ugly for me. And then, but when you see him come home to his wife and his kids, yeah. he's different. Like he's he just becomes soft. He becomes this like loving and nurturing person, and even when he he. Um, his 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 mother kicks uh, the, the the husband out of the house. They wasn't married, but he was the, the, the dad was all into drugs stuff like that. And the dad has still and still today has this really macho like you know sort of uh, grit. And so when and when Kevin Hart is dealing with him, Kevin Hart is like just very soft. He was like, Dad, like we don't have to do all this. What do you need? I'm here for you. Just tell me what you need, and I got you. Like, just eat. I mean, he becomes this like soft person, just ready over his kids. Like, you could, if you see him with his kids, you're just like, wow. Like, I just see a whole different side of him. But when he's on stage, he's that that man. Like, oh, I get it. Like, this is what he needs to be for on stage. He's, yeah. he's this is his masculine side. But when it comes to his wife and his kids, it's like even with even with his staff. He's like not dominating them. He's open, he's listening, he's receiving, he's responding. And it's like, wow, these his staffs loved him. Like they yeah. even like, <laughs> you know, he just is just such a really great example of a man who he didn't say this or not, but I just feel like he understands this mask and feminine and energy. And he even says, you know, he said, I he said, I'm not, he said, I'm not damaged from what my father and my mother did. My, my, especially my, his father, he was like, I'm good. I've done the work. I don't need to be angry. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I've dealt with that. And, and it's really, it, it gives you such great power when you deal with that and the type of man you are become for your wife or for your husband or for your kids. It's just like, it's just life changing and life altering, yeah. you know? It is. It is. It really, it really impacts more people than just ourselves. Right. And, and so what I have here is uh, I have a document that I like to go over really quick. I feel like it really help a lot of people. It's from this book I'm reading called Beyond Mars. I don't know if you can see it, Beyond Mars and Venus. Um, okay. The author of Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus reading this. So this I have the book, I haven't read it yet, but is it good? Yeah, oh yeah, it's really good. The Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus? Yeah. Very good, very good. Um, this was the original one, and then this is the updated one today. And I wanna, list 12 characteristics and people can hear this and they can determine like are they more masculine or are they more feminine and by the, the by the way they resonate with each of them they can kind of keep tally of which ones they more of you can do this along as well as i as i read on okay All right so this masculine feminine test get a little education here <laughs> okay so when it comes to the masculine feminine there's 12 characteristics that the masculine will tend to do and then the feminine will tend to do. Um, on a masculine side, masculine will tend to be more independent. Okay, more independent, more me. The feminine will be more interdependent. Let's do this together. Let's do this together, let's, let's do this together. Masculine, independent, feminine, interdependent or cooperative. The, the masculine side will tend to be more detached from things. 
very detached, don't really care, don't really detach. The feminist side will tend to be more emotionally involved in things. Like the, the masculine side can go out and, and play basketball and win and take the win and not think much of it. The feminine will go out and play basketball and think, huh, how many friends did I make from this? <laughs> is it okay that I won? Does that, does that, is it okay? So it's, it's detached, masculine, feminine emotion. The masculine side will tend to be more of a problem solver. Let's get this taken care of. It's a problem solver. Yeah. The, the feminist side will be more of a nurturer. This is a problem we're in. How does it make you feel? You know, masculine is a problem solver, feminist nurturer. The masculine side will be more tough. Chisel up. We know this. Don't, don't talk about emotions much. Tough. The feminist side will be more vulnerable about things. Masculine side will be more competitive. He's trying to try me. I got to survive. I got to beat that person. The feminine will be more cooperative. The masculine side tends to be more analytical. How does this make sense in my mind? Does this, does this work? The feminist side will be more intuitive. Mm -hmm. How do I feel about this? Does this feel right? Okay. The masculine side will be more powerful. We have to be the best. We have to show our power, we have to display this. The feminine side will be more loving. Okay. How many people are loved here? Does every, is everyone playing with me along as well? The, the masculine side will be more assertive. This is what it has to be. This is the way it goes. The feminine side would be more receptive. Hey, um, how do you feel about this? Does this work for you? That would be more receptive. Masculine side would be more competent. We have to be the best. This has to get done right. The feminine side would be more virtuous. More virtuous. This is, this is something that's best for all of us. This is okay. Masculine side would be more confident in terms of like confidence, general confidence. The feminist side would be more trusting. Trusting of the other, last two. The masculine side would tend to be more accountable on things, I'll hold me accountable. The feminist side would be more responsive, um, responsive on this. How does this show up as this? And the last one is, when it comes to the masculine side, the masculine side would tend to be more goal-oriented. What are the accomplishments? What are the goals that we have set forth? The feminine side would be more relationship-oriented. Is everyone here cared for? How many friends I make? How many people connected? So people can rewind this and replay it and kind of keep tally of which ones resonate with them more. And obviously the one is more, they can kind of know, are they more masculine? Are they more feminine in terms of all Kind of get an idea of this. I feel like it's important for people to know these 12 aspects because now that they know aspects of themselves, when they see the aspects in others, they'll know who their potential mate is. Right. They can stop just dating just because someone's fine or someone's hot. Now attraction can be something that our mind plays a role in it as well. Our, our consciousness plays a role in, okay, I'm attracted to this person right now, but I know to create a long, fulfilling relationship, there has to be a balance between the masculine and feminine. Yeah. So and this can, I, I feel like that, yeah. Many, many divorces can be prevented if people were just <laughs> conscious ahead of time. Yeah. And it's really, you know, going back to, you know, the um, Beyond Therapy set thing that I, um, uh, Impact Theory that I saw the other day, he was like, you know, I, he, he, his, not his regret, but he wished that he would have known about masculine feminine, feminine energy earlier. He said, but he was grateful that him and his wife both understood it. He said, it just really gives him them much more leverage and power in their relationship and they know how to work with each other each podcast and um 
video that I watched, you know, prior to doing this podcast with you, you know, learning even this one professor, he was saying how he's because he's been he's been there for 42 years. And, and I was like, wow. And he was like, and he said, like, because we understand this uh, aspect of the energy within all of us. This is why my marriage has lasted so long because we both have this understanding of how to use our masculine and feminine energy within our relationship. And he's like, you know, our, I mean, according to him, he was like, we're just as vibrant as we were when we, when we met in high school. They met in high school and they've been together for 42 years. And I was like, wow, you know, that's, um, that's, that's really something to look up to. Um, and, and, and admire and something to look uh, as a, an example for all of us to really understand that dynamic um, when it comes to finding our next partner. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's, it's, it's I always say that I, I, I am in extreme admiration of uh, a couple of married 42 years, 44 years, that's phenomenal. But at the same time, I want to shine a light on the couples that didn't last as long. And what I would say is that our number one goal in relationships, the, the number one success of relationships is not how long they last, but who do we become while we're in that relationship? Right. Who do we become? There's, there's relationships that'll be three months long and people learn so much about themselves and grow so much. And then there'll be relationships that'll be three years long and not much has changed since high school. And, and, and then like there, there'll be that, that golden nugget of what you just told me where 42 years and both are fulfilling, both are thriving. Human happiness is one of the, how should I put this, is one of the side effects of human growth. So when I hear a happy relationship, I hear a relationship that causes both people to grow. Yeah. And that right there is one of those, like I am applause for them 100%. It's right. all about growth. And then there's some people out there that if you're in a relationship and you know you're not growing, <laughs> I'm going to sip my tea <laughs> and, and, just, and just say that your soul is always going to go towards growth. You're, you're going to get this nudge. Yeah. The universe is very creative at finding ways to get you out of that circumstance if you're not growing. But the key is to walk out of the burning house before the fire burns you. Right. Walk out before it burns you. And a good relationship is there to grow you. Um, even Gary Zukov talks about that. His I think it's his book called um, Soul, uh, the Soulmate Relationships. And he was like, you know, when you're in a relationship that is there to grow you and teach you, he was like, and they both, they're both on the show. Um, uh, they're actually, both of them came to one of my, my classes, um, him and his wife, when I was getting my certification, he was like, you know, when you're in a relationship that's out to help you grow, he said, some days it is not going to be fun. Like, it's not pretty when my wife, like saying that you're not in a receiving place right now. Like it really pisses me off, but I know she's right, but she's not doing it to like be, be vindictive. She's absolutely right. Like I, I can't be with her if I'm in my, my ego or am I, am I just like tough man guy? He was like, you know, a good healthy relationship is there to, uh, to grow you. And you're something is going to shine light on some things that you don't want to see. 
but but when you both understand it, that was a thing that they both understood that that they were they got less angrier. They were they, they fought. They, they don't really fight. They know that this person is out to look for my best interests and yeah. out to grow me and not trying to manipulate or um, or put me down. Like she's bringing something, he or she's bringing something to, to my attention that I need to look at in order to, so I can grow, so I can be the best version of myself for my partner because yeah. we're they're doing the work, so I'm doing the work too. Exactly, exactly. And I love how you tie that in together. It's not, <laughs> about, it's not about just trying to grow them. It's about us doing the work ourselves. Right. Doing our inner work. We cannot grow someone beyond where we've grown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and so it comes down to we can only help people to places that we've been or we're becoming or we're going. So it's important to make sure we're doing our inner work. Like, you don't, you don't, I, I tell this to people all the time, you don't need to find your perfect soulmate. You need to become your perfect soulmate. Yes. You need to become, we say that again, you need to become that person. And yes. And once you become that, you will attract everything into your life that reflects that even if that's a perfect match yeah in terms of a mate and everything amen <laughs> man we have we have so many we have so many women that wants to have a marriage but have you yet become a wife yeah yeah you know, we have so many men that say i want to have a family or so many men that want this but have you become a husband it's about becoming the role or becoming the person that we want to show up as and will attract everything that reflects that. Right. And it's and it's and it's work and it's and it's literally with the people who are already in your life where you start to practice those tools. Yes. Uh, yes. You know. Yeah. And and it takes some real looking and searching like who do I need to become to be if I saw me walking down the street would I want to marry me? Like <laughs> I mean that's the the question like it, do I have what it takes to be in a healthy relationship? Yes. Do I have some work to be have needs to be done? Look at my current relations. Are we thriving? Are we having real vulnerable conversations, or are we always having surface level conversations? Or can we go there? Yes. Can I be there for that person? Can that person be there for me? Yes. Like, what are my current? What is my current state of my current relationships? And how how are they healthy? Are they good? I mean, sometimes it's good to even ask those people, and sometimes you don't want to hear like some the feedback you get from your family and friends. But for me, I, I did it, and it was very triggering. But at the same time, it showed me like, oh, I need to grow. <laughs> I got some growing to do, oh some my. things to work on, you know. And I did. I did my work, you know. And the result is, I have. Know great relationships around me because of that work. Exactly. You be you be surprised at like it, it's surprising in terms when it when it comes to men and women. But a, a woman's father will prep her for her husband more than she can ever know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like I would say like your dad, the things you're learning with your dad, how to deal with your father. All of that stuff processing is actually prepping you for your next man more than you know. 
because you're taking advantage of that. And then if you don't work on it with your father, you're going to attract a man that is just like your father to mend that. Right. And, and the same thing goes for guys as well. Your relationship with your mother is prepping you for your wife more than you can ever know. And mind you that there's some people that don't want a wife, that don't want that, don't want that and that's perfectly fine. We can just say mates or we can just say partner or whatever, whatever works best for them. Um, but but I, I really, really feel that a lot of people escape their family and mm-hmm. they feel like they never have to go back. I feel like when it comes to that dynamic, if you have a family you just don't resonate with, it's okay to escape to find yourself, escape to find yourself, to create yourself, but then in some energetic way, come back to possibly help them now. Yeah. No, it's, it's hard to help them when you're living in their household. Because they have this, you live in my house, I control you, you you pay, I, you need me. But when you've created your own independence for yourself, then you can say, hey, uh, mom, dad, I love you, I just want to help. And sometimes they're not willing, they're not open, they may never be willing or open. Yeah. And that's okay. We can love them just the way they are. We can love them, just, you would not believe how much, how, how, much more I love my mom when I accept it. Like, you know what? My mom is my mom and that's, she's perfect the way she is. Yeah. You know, maybe she's not gonna come to all the motivational conferences with me. Maybe she's not going to turn into this like Mother Teresa love everyone. I don't know, maybe. But the way my mom is now, I love her. And once I, once I surrendered that need for her to change, I changed. Mm. Once I surrendered the need for my mom to change, I changed. Wow. And now I can show up in her life. Mm, showing up. Beautiful. Yep. Well, we're about to wrap up here, Mr. Allen. Um, any last words you would like to impart on these people, this wonderful people who are out here listening? Yeah, yeah. I'll just conclude with, um, yeah, just follow your heart. And, and this was a very healthy conversation. And, and if anyone want to connect with me in any way, it's just Allen Little with a little motivation. Um, like I said before, I'm TEDx, TEDx speaker, and also having an accredited life coaching practice. You know, the life coaching practice now is accredited through Better Business Bureau. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the life coaching practice now been accredited through Better Business Bureau. Um, I've met the CEO of the Better Business Bureau here in Kansas City, and I got that accreditation about a month ago now. Oh, we're gonna have to talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 so, yeah, I, yeah so, so anyone that's out there and they are looking to get in touch more with their with their, their complete self and they're ready to show up in life and they're ready to change their inner voice in them, um, feel free to connect with me. They can just go to rethinkbig.org or on Instagram, Alan J. Big, A-L-L-E-N-J-B-I-G. <laughs> Mr. Big. I'm <laughs> little. Yeah, man. Big. I just really thank you for bringing us to Forefront Man. And I just talking to you I just I don't know you're just bringing so much energy and power and confidence and vulnerability and I just really enjoy 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 uh, just doing things like this with you and I just can't wait to do more with you man hey I'm looking forward to it man you the man Jimmy you the man <laughs> you always stay that dynamic yeah That's man Kobe. <laughs> <laughs>
comment and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy Juicy Love.